0: worst ways to die and you know kind of drawn to the parallels in our life that sometimes the traumas and the things that we go through and the things that we see can shake us to the our core to our foundation and that makes it uh it makes it all the more real that this man who was walking with jesus who saw these miracles who did all these things was even a part of these things and and he was struggling with his faith That just kind of draws to the reality of humanity and the things that we struggle with. Verse 26, and it says, and after eight days, again, his disciples were with him and Thomas with him. Then came Jesus. The doors begin, are being shut. And he stood in the midst and he said, peace be unto you. Okay. This time, Jesus came back eight days later. Okay. And the same way, doors were shut. He said, peace be with you. And he stood in the midst of them. He returned in the same manner again. The doors being shut, the same greeting. And it was almost like it was a a, a redo. Because it was, if if we would have read before, it was the exact same thing. He showed up the same exact way. And it was almost like he heard exactly what Thomas said. Unless I see this. Unless I hear this. Then we read in verse 27. Then said he to Thomas, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. But blessed are they that have not seen me, and yet have believed. Jesus proved not only That he had risen again to Thomas. But that he specifically heard what Thomas said. He saw where Thomas was at. Although Thomas was walking away from God, God was not walking away from Thomas. He came back in the same way. And he repeated exactly the same words that Thomas needed to hear. He heard where Thomas was at, and what he needed. He helped him with exactly what he was needing and asking for. And I, I couldn't help but think that I bet you his, this, his the other disciples were praying for him. I bet you that they were searching out and praying for this disciple who was weak and lowly and, and, and struggling. And it just shows that something that we can battle with, it's so common to all humanity. Um, notice that blessed are they that have not seen me and yet have believed. Did you notice that part where he said, blessed are they that have not seen me and have but yet believe? And that's us. When we read through that scripture, uh, he said that you've seen me. And blessed are they that have not seen me. Uh, this helped Thomas solidify his faith in Jesus Christ as the one true God. Not only did it restore his faith, but it brought him closer to Jesus. It brought him closer to his Savior. We often look at tragedy and are overwhelmed by all of the the trauma that we go through. We think it's impossible to ever return to where we were. And it's amazing uh, that God, he can use these tragedies... And the things that we go through to speak right to us, to help us, to show us more of him. Um, Jesus later said in Matthew 28, 20, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. And some of the the points that I want to highlight in this is that even when he thought that his life was over, even when he thought that nobody else was going to be there. His foundation, all that he stood on, was taken away. Jesus still heard him. He was still with him. And that just draws to the highlighting point in our life that even when we think we have lost it all, even when we think that nobody else can help us, even when you might have thought that you should have been in a higher place because you've been in it for so long, and yet all of a sudden you're battling with doubt, and, and you're, maybe you're battling with fear, and, and maybe you're battling with some things that you don't think anybody else can help you, and maybe other people can't help you, but I want you to know that even when we read in this, no matter how insignificant or how significant it is, that he is personal, he is with you, he knows where you're at. You know that from the time in the very beginning that there was a distance because only the high priest could go before and when they would ask what his name was they he said it was not time and that it's amazing when he came to this earth and he died he did there's some things that changed because the temple the 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 curtain to the temple was rent and now not only the high priest could go into his presence but everybody could go into his presence in the same like manner. That uh, Saul, when he was walking on the road to Damascus, and he said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's amazing because uh, he is personal. He knows exactly where we are. He has revealed himself that now we have direct access to him. And no matter what we're struggling with, no matter what we're battling with, he knows it. And he knows how to speak your language. He knows that Thomas, what he was battling with. You know, I think when he was saying earlier when we read um, that uh, for, uh, for your sakes, I'm glad we weren't there so that you would believe. I think he was saying that to Thomas because he knew what was going to happen. He, he's, he actually, that was like a prelude to what was about to happen. Lazarus died. That was tragic. But he said, I'm thankful that I wasn't there so that you might believe. And then that was kind of like preparing because then Jesus died. And that was something that was probably earth-shattering and shaking to the very core because the one that they followed and put their trust in seemingly just perished and disappeared in front of them. And he was preparing them. And he used this tragedy. and, And not only did he speak, I mean, it changed the whole world and make himself accessible to everybody. Not only did Jesus die for the sins of the world, but he died specifically for you. So that specifically and personally You could have a relationship with him so that when you call on his name and you make these requests, he hears them and he knows them. Even those little details, even those things that maybe nobody else noticed, maybe nobody else could even say it. And maybe you you couldn't even put yourself in the same category as whatever uh, other people are struggling with. But he knows what that is because he is there. He is loving, and I think I wanted to kind of just draw that. I, I believe that this, this scriptures were in here uh, not just by happenstance, but, but because there's something being spoken here that he knows exactly what's going on because he's a loving God. He's a personal God. He's not so distant. This isn't, I don't believe, in, in deism, that he set things in motion, and he's back, and he's just watching. I believe that he's involved in our lives, that he cares About it. And when when people even when we pray together and when we ask, and he is right there in the midst. And this is amazing because not only did it help him, not only did Jesus respond to him, but he further proved that he was God because of what his response was. He said, My Lord and my God. He said this to to Jesus. That's powerful. My Lord and my God. Not only did he say, wow, you are, you're back again, but it, it, it brought him to higher levels. Now, a lot of times, you know, we just we, we hope to just, we might be struggling with things and I, we want to just be restored. At least get back to where I was. Now, you know, we might have, uh, if you've ever fallen short or maybe you've been slacking off in areas and you just feel very sinful or far away, not only is he able to restore you, but he's able to show you more of him than you have ever been able to see. It's amazing to know that, see, in our finite thinking, we can't even imagine getting back to where we were, but he is willing and able to take you further than you've ever been. What, a, what kind of amazing God is that? What kind of, we can't even find anybody like that. We can search all over. And we'll find nobody else that will do that because He loves you so much. The, he is love. And so when we try to fathom and we try to understand and, and we fall short because we're using our own feelings as a guide, and guess what? Our feelings obviously will fall short. You know, the thing that matters most is knowing His truth, His Word. And those things that beyond the the things that we see, his word says, and it is forever settled that he is coming back and that he loves you and that he does hear your cry and that he knows your problems, but you are more than able to overcome, that you can do all things through Christ, that he hears you and he can give you the strength. Amen. It's amazing to see that Jesus Christ is able to not just bring you back, but he can take you further. Just the thought of that. It, it kind of, it, it's so, it's encouraging if, if you let that sink in a little bit. But I think so many times we, in our life, we'll get busy and, and sometimes we'll, we'll inadvertently be doing things and living a lifestyle that we maybe didn't plan. And maybe, uh, maybe there was tragedy in your life and that really has tested your faith and you don't even wanna think about God. You don't even want to go there because it reminds you of pain and hurt, and, and, and you don't even think that there's a way to get back to where you were. But I just want you to know that he is more than able to not just take you back, and that's what I, I feel faith in his place because God is speaking to somebody in here. Some of us might feel like you know, we are beyond being able to just get back. We can't even get back. But I don't want us to think like that because we're shutting ourselves down before we, we're we're not cutting any slack. And you know what? We don't deserve it. I just want to clarify some things. We don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. It's not your goodness is that going to get you back. It's not your goodness and your good works that's going to save you. But it's because of his grace and because he loves you more than you'll ever understand. That when you fall on your face and you feel like you're going to die, he still loves you. When you blatantly deny him, there's another story about Peter. And I, 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 I'm not going to go through all of it. But Peter, he said, you know, uh, why can't we go with you? And he said, it's not time. And he's like, I will die for you. And and Jesus, he said, you're not gonna. He said that you're going to deny me three times. Before the cock crows, and he was like, I'm not going to do that. And so sure enough, he denied his Savior. He denied Jesus, the one he was just saying that he was going to die for. And he goes long. And he denies him three times. How do you think that that affects him? How do you think that after he, not only did he deny him, possibly even where he was in front of him, but then he dies? Imagine that. Imagine how he felt. As time goes on and Jesus comes back, he speaks Peter's language. He speaks right to that need and he says, Do you love me? And he says, Yes, I love you. And then he asks him again, do you love me? And he says, you know I love you. And then he asks him one more time. And, you know, maybe at that moment Peter didn't even see it. But he was making a way to speak right to the hurt in his life. He said, do you love me? And he said, you know I love you. And, wow, what a powerful thing to think about. Because he spoke right to his need. And even in the moment, he didn't even realize that th- those are the three things. I denied him three times, I mean blatantly, and he even was cussing and swearing, denying his savior. And Jesus Christ gave him those opportunities, just showing, and if nothing else, so that we could see that he gave him the opportunity, that he let him hear him say, I do love you. He gave him the ability to make it right, to be able to, have nothing else, to get that clarity, that, and to hear himself say back to his savior, I do love you. And he made it where he could come right back to him. to He specifically dealt with him. And he spoke Peter's language so that he could get that resolve and so that he could make up within himself knowing that I do love him and that my words to him are not going to be, I don't know him, but I do love him. What a mighty God that is. What a powerful message that is. We so often just get so stuck and so messed up in our, our, our own thoughts and our own condemnation that we won't even allow the thought that we can get better. Because it's that thought and that feeling that keeps us from allowing his grace and his blessing. But if you knew, if we actually understood how much he loves you, that when those feelings rise up that says he doesn't love me, I am no good. Those are your feelings and those are not God's feelings. Because his thoughts for you are good. Did you know that the Bible says that he thinks about you, that he loves you so much, and that so often those feelings that rise up, if those feelings that are rising up inside of you, and those thoughts that are saying, I'm no good, I can't do that, that if they're keeping you from God, that is not the will of God, and that is not the thoughts of God, and that's not the the will of God, so I want you to know that. When those things are coming up in your own mind and and those words. And, and maybe there's something that's keeping you from going to that prayer meeting with those disciples. I mean, he missed out. Got, he showed up and he was saying all these. He, he gave them the charge to go out there and, and to do all these things. And Thomas wasn't there. Because he maybe he was allowing those feelings to run the show. Maybe he was letting that condemnation sweep over him. And he was feeding into it. And it was keeping him from the will of God. It was keeping him from those Blessing. It was keeping him from that peace. It was keeping him from what he needed. And so I just want to uh, talk to you today about the fact that he's not going to leave. He is personal. He is not so distant and not so. He hears every word that you pray. He knows every thought that you think. And the thing is, if we thought more about him and realized and looked in his word and found out what he actually thinks about us, it would change where we are. It would change our perception. And we will no longer just be talking about God and and living uh, like we're supposed to be Christian. But we are going to start walking with God and we're going to have a relationship with him. And we'll know that he loves his people. He loves you specifically. What a mighty God we serve. Do you you believe that? Why don't we just lift up our voice for a few more moments. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for hearing my voice, Lord, and for knowing my cry. Thank you for hearing my cry when I am alone, and when I am suffering, and when we're struggling, Lord. You know what it is, and you love us. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. I think that that echo when he said, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. When he said that right before he ascended, he's always going to be there with us. And you know, it's amazing. See, the disciples got to walk with him, and that was amazing. And he breathed on them, and what the disciples said, he, they had the words. He even said, well, Your words that you speak, that's going to be my words. And, and so they had this relationship with him like no other. But the thing that's so cool is that when he, he, uh, he said, Wait... And and he went and uh, he ascended to heaven and they were all together. I don't know if you heard this on the day of Pentecost and they were all in one, one accord and they were all praying. And then suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and he filled that place and he filled them with his spirit and he poured out his spirit on all flesh, and all of those, and here's the thing that's so cool, is that not only does he hear you, but he has given you the comforter, he has given you his spirit, and, and that's the thing that's going to keep you, no comfort that you find anywhere else is ever going to fill the void and the hole and the lacking, and it doesn't matter how much we try to forget about it, it doesn't matter how much we try not to go there because of maybe our emotions are not allowing us to go revisit some things because we don't even want to think about God, well, I'm just telling you, he has given us the comfort that we need to make it through any problem, any pain, any situation. If we want to know how to make it, we need to know His Word. That our faith can be restored because He said it could. And not just be restored, but to continue to grow deeper. He has given us His Spirit. He has given us His direction. He has shown us His way. We have more than enough to make it. And so no matter what you brought here today, and no matter what you have been struggling with in your past... No matter what kinds of doubt and fear and problems, Jesus has exactly what you need to hear. He, he knows exactly what you need to hear. Has anyone ever said something to you that just confirmed exactly what you needed to hear? That's, that's God. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like, has anyone, have you been praying and you've been saying, Lynn, you've been throwing a, a, a fleece before the Lord saying, God, I need a, I need your and he's and he just showed up. And maybe it wasn't even just word, but you were just praying and all of a sudden he shows you. And and you know, what, maybe he doesn't always speak to you like that and that's okay. But he will provide all your need. Okay, uh, he knows exactly what you brought here. He knows exactly what you're struggling with. He knows about that. But you know what's amazing? He used Thomas's worst imaginable situation for the good. We read later by tradition that... Thomas ended up going around preaching to the world and even dying for his Savior. It changed him. This event, the thing that he went through, that tragedy, that problem, that issue that maybe you're struggling with, the thing that you think is going to kill you, God knows how to turn that around so that it can drive you into his arms, so that you can know more of him, not just be restored, but to be renewed and to continue to go further with him. He can change your life. He can. Continue to draw you in deeper than you ever thought possible. And that's the thing. We get stuck on just, we're, we're, we're limited. We, we limit ourselves. We don't, we, we only, uh, we only go off of our feelings so often. And it's, it's so amazing. Now, how do we know more of him? How do we, uh, how can we raise our faith when we're struggling? You know, what do we do when we're, we're, we're going through a hard time? Well, you know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God and so I think that here's the thing if we don't have a foundation to stand on and I think that's what's the biggest one of the biggest problems in our in in the world today is the fact that uh there's no foundation there's no truth to stand on and that's why it's all left to somebody's emotion it's all left to our what we all think is a good idea and that is going to make us fail we need to know that there is a truth that's truer than any truth that anyone says There is a truth that is solid and forever settled, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in the end, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my Word will not pass away if we want to know He has given us everything that we need to know, and it's in His Word. And when we read that Word, it's amazing because God will speak right to your need. In fact, it's amazing when you read in the Bible, you'll find some scenarios that speak directly to your situation. You know, His Word's always relevant it wasn't just like, it's not outdated. It is relevant because it meets the needs of, it, it's speaking to humanity. We still struggle with sin just like they did back then. I mean, there's no new thing under the sun. We still struggle with the same kinds of lusts and, and, and uh, lies and, and carnality and all the same things. There's nothing new. His word is forever settled. And it's amazing that he gave us access to that and so that when we are praying and seeking after him and reading his word he can speak to you oftentimes god will speak to you through his word you want to know what he says about your situation he already has it written it's all i mean he's got a word just for you and it's in his word it's in his bible and if you pick that up oftentimes god will speak to you and you will read something and there will come a, a an overwhelming s- sensation you will feel God loosening up some things in your heart because he's speaking right to you. You ever read in Psalms and and, and you're reading this Psalm and, and it's just something sweeps over you because it, he is saying exactly what your heart is longing to say that maybe you, you don't know how to say. And then he is telling you that it's going to be all right, that I am with you always. And that he, he just sweeps over you and then his words can penetrate even the coldest and darkest places in our heart and he can help turn around whatever situation that you're in you're not too far from him you're not too unbelieving and doubtful for him as much as you might be struggling with something you might be struggling with your faith you might be struggling with some doctrine you might be struggling in some areas and you're not sure what to do but let me tell you god he is more than able And he knows exactly what that is. And he is able to not just bring you back to what you did know. uh, but He can take you further than what you've ever known. And you know what the coolest thing is? And this is what it's all about. Is that you can not only just know some things. You can have a relationship with him. And you can get to know him. And when you pray and he fills you with his spirit, you can just spend some time when no one else is around. And you can just talk to him. And his peace that passes all understanding will sweep over you. And the Bible says it will keep your heart and your mind. And he will flood you with his presence. And he will meet those needs. And he will take you closer. And he will show you his life. Amen. He's a personal God. He's a loving God. I think so often we forget that. We think, yes, I heard the story. Jesus came and he died for the world. And, and that's so long ago and, and far, far away. And, and and we forget that, no, 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 he did that exactly for the things that I'm struggling with. He did that for my sin. Specifically for my sin. He died for my sin. He died for your sin. For those things that you're struggling with. For those things. Pains and problems in the past and all of those things that you are struggling with and afraid of in the future. He died for those things and he came that we might live life in that more abundantly. Abundant life, not, I'm not just talking about money and riches and things that please our flesh, but what life really is. And did you know that he is the life? And so if, if we are filled with his spirit and we are walking after him and being led by his spirit, we are being the representatives of him. We are living Jesus. That's powerful. That's powerful. Let's go ahead and stand, if, we, if you would. And all around this place, I want us to kind of lift up our, our voices, and I want us to kind of think about where we are. I want you to know that when you call on his name, he hears your voice. And so let's just talk to him personally for a few moments, and then we'll be dismissed. Lord Jesus, I thank you for hearing my cry, Lord, for knowing my voice in, in, the, in the crowd, for being able to pick me out and knowing what I am battling with. And that, Lord, not only do you hear my voice, but you know everything that I need, and that you are more than able to turn my sorrows. Lord, into life and into joy, that you have everything that I need, Lord, and that your word is forever settled. I pray that every person in this place, wherever they're at and whatever they're battling with, Lord, God, that you would bring faith, remind them that you are more than able, that, Lord God, you are able to take them from where they're at and what they're afraid of into your presence and overcoming power to know that life is still to be had and that greater things are still to come and that greater things are still be done in this city and in this life and that we can make it Lord that you are more than able we give you praise and thanks for your goodness in Jesus name we pray in Jesus name we pray amen let's go ahead and give them a hand clap of praise thank you Jesus in Jesus name all right well at this time we're going to go ahead and take a, a couple minute break and then we'll start here in just a little bit God bless you